You are listening to How Does She Do It? Episode 138. Welcome to the ride. Thank you for joining me for another episode of How Does She Do It? My name is Tiffany and I am your host. And through this podcast and my coaching, I help you own your story, live fueled by faith, and elevate your impact in your career and in your calling. If this is your first time listening, welcome. If this is your third, fourth, fifth, sixth, or 138th time listening, welcome back. I am so happy to have you. I am grateful for you. I do not take it lightly that of all of the podcasts on the internet, you have chosen to listen to mine. If you want to connect with me on social, I am at Tiff South, and that's Tiff with two Fs on Instagram and Twitter. And if you want to join the email list, text how does she do it as one word to 33777. And there you will get access, first access to events that I'm hosting, programs that I'm launching, and additional information that I share with my email list first. Again, text how does she do it as one word to 33777. And now let's get into this week's Just My Thoughts. Boom. Just My Thoughts is the segment of the show where I share my reviews, recommendations, or rejections. And this week, this one's going to sound a little silly, but I'm recommending that you up your plant game. And I'm going to tell you why. As of this recording, I'm recording this on June 1st, 2020, and the world, the United States, is in an additional heightened sense of frustration, panic. There's protests happening across major cities in the country, literal buildings burning, looting happening. And I'm going to get into that into in the main episode. But as I have been sitting in my home under the shelter in place, self the quarantine, you know, situation, As there's a particular space in my apartment where I have my plants kind of displayed in front of this large window that just gets the most amazing natural light. And every time I look and see this green just on this one particular side of the house, it just, it calms me. It gives me something to focus on. And I don't know if you have other people in your home with you. I'm not telling you to go out and try and grow, you know, fancy rose bushes and gardens and things. But if you listen to last week's episode, you heard me talk about this potato (laughs) and I repotted my potato plant this weekend and just doing the work of getting it out of one pot. It took me all of 20 minutes to do the whole thing, but it just, it just gave me something to do. It is additional life. It is vibrant. It adds color to your home. There are health properties involved with the, you know, the, the air treatment based on the whole photosynthesis situation that the plants have going on. And so get, get a plant. There are a lot of plants out there that are not easy to kill that are easy to keep alive, get you a succulent. Um, don't be, orchids can scare people because the leaves, the flowers fall off and they think that the plant is dead, even though it's not dead. But get get a plant. Try your hand at growing something 
and it might make you feel better. And that concludes this week's Just My Thoughts. Like I mentioned, as of this recording, the world is, and I keep saying the world, the world is in the state of restricted travel guide guidelines, you know, down tourism is down, Corona is still being Corona. And, you know, there's a lot going on related to the pandemic. And last week we experienced in the United States, another public and recorded murder of a black man at the hands of the police. And if you go back to the early episodes of this podcast, I used to talk about current events, particularly as they related to race and somewhat social justice pretty often. And once the 2016 election was coming around, I was like, all right, I'm done. Once uh, forever our president was was getting out of there. I was like, I'm just not, I just can't do this anymore. And so I made, I kind of moved past talking about those things, but my care and my concern for them have not waned. And for the last several days, it's been really almost a week now, but, and, and I didn't even (laughs) mention the woman in Central Park who called the police on a black man who was trying to tell her to leash her dog and she ended up getting fired and all of these things. She becoming now labeled a new Karen quote unquote of the world because of her interest and desire to call the police on black people for non-police related matters. So the two of these things happening and kind of just creating so much emotion, so much angst. And of course, the situation with in, in Central Park obviously had very different, a very different outcome than what happened in Minneapolis with George Floyd. But as a Black woman and as a believer, this is, as a, as a person, this is hard, right? This is really, really hard. And yet, what I have been working really hard to do is to find where to root myself in terms of knowing and accessing the word of God, accessing the truth, and not denying or undermining or downplaying my emotions and what I am feeling. So what I want to do is talk about kind of how to continue to move through this. And this is different or seems like it could be different than other situations and circumstances where we have witnessed the 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 death of black people at the hands of police or vigilante citizens. And because the conversation, at least what I have been seeing on social media, is now turning not only towards the system needing to change, but also us challenging 
our white brothers and sisters to do and be better and to not only not be racist, but to be anti-racist, anti-racist and taking an active role in allyship. And what does that look like? And as someone who does the work that I do with individual clients, the work that I do as a professional, I am often tasked with having public conversations related to things about diversity and inclusion. I am tasked with answering hard questions and I want to make myself a resource. And yet I find myself wanting to just be like, yo, do this yourself. (laughs) And I know that that is not the right conclusion for me, but I share that because it is okay to not want to try to help other people process what's happening right now. It is okay to take time for yourself. It is okay to sit and not understand or even be able to articulate the complexity of the emotions that you are feeling. It is also okay to embrace openly a a ridiculous amount of hope and optimism. It is okay because there is not one way to navigate the types of things that we are seeing in terms of being black and knowing that we are dealing with COVID-19 and the outcomes related to unemployment and death and sickness at higher rates in addition to the other ailments that we already have as Black people in this country, in addition to being locked out of access to some of the business uh, recovery that happened at the hands of the federal government, in addition to still dealing with the marginalization that comes with now a new level of marginalization that comes with working from home as we all struggle in different ways and wondering and experiencing feeling that at a disproportionate level because you are already othered, so to speak, inside of your organization and on your teams. And I'm saying, I'm speaking in generalities here, knowing that this is not everyone's individual experience, but it's enough people's experiences that it is, it is, it's real. And as I navigate and think through these things, my priority is to taking care of myself and to trying to understand the way that I'm supposed to be moving through this in the most Christ-like manner possible, which is why I hesitate from speaking because he's not done with me yet, right? Because I have a lot of anger about these things. I have a lot of feelings about the the depth of institutional racism and systematic racism and the way that it undoubtedly impacts black people in America and being a believer does not mean I don't get to talk about and balance and think about those things but it does mean that when I do talk about those things when I do address the things that are coming up I you us, we have to be mindful of how we move and how we speak. That doesn't mean we don't get angry. It doesn't mean we don't, 
you know, um, it doesn't mean that we don't emote. <laughs> it just means that we have to, we have to know and we have to arm ourselves differently. We have to walk differently because we are called to walk differently, period, right? We are called to be salt and light. We are called to show up in this world in a different way and look different than the way that this world does because we are not of this world. That does not stop in times like this. And so I say that to say, what are things that we can do and focus on as we navigate the complexity of this season? And I came to three different verses. And I just want to say at the outset, things that I am practically doing, things that I think that you can practically do, draw near to God. Seek him actively, intentionally, earnestly. Pray and praise. Praise, praise, praise. And praise in tears. I don't know about you, but sometimes a certain worship song comes on, a certain gospel song comes on, and it just hits me in, as Willie Moe Jr. would say, my shanana in a certain way. And I'm just in tears, hands up in the air in my living room, singing my little heart out in tears. And in the moment, experiencing a high level of emotion, but in the moment, praising and worshiping. And that, I think, above all things, or as we do everything, seek God, praise, and pray. And in, in thinking about how else we can, what else can we turn to, I'm not getting into the way, the Christian approach to social justice. It's not what I'm getting into today. I am not learned in that topic. I'm not researched in it. But what I'm just, it, I'm sharing with you what is helpful and for me and what I think can be helpful for you as you just practically move through your day to day. So the first scripture that I want to share is from 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 8 and 9. And this is more of an affirmation than an approach per se, but I guess you can argue that an affirmation is an approach. Second Corinthians chapter four, verses eight and nine. And this is from the new Kings James version. We are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed always carrying about in the body of the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our body. If we recognize, and we know, you know, your life is a reflection of this. We were never promised easy times. We didn't necessarily know the times would look like the times that we are living in right now. I can guarantee you on January 1st, none of us thought that we would be in the going into the third month of uh, social distance. And we, nobody probably predicted that. But we have, we have guidance on how we can position ourselves how we can, what we can say to ourselves with intention such that our posture in the circumstance 
can be one of knowing that we are leaning on a God who is mightier and greater than anything that this earth has to throw at him or bring its way. We are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. And that is a beautiful thing. Why? Because we are standing and we are living and walking with the spirit of God in us. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And he strengthens because his, we, he, he is literally living in us. And that is, that is powerful. It doesn't mean I'm not going to cry. It doesn't mean I'm not going to hurt. But I know that at the end of the day, this is the truth that I have to rest on. The second thing that we have to do to navigate these times is to armor up. We have to put on the whole armor of God. And this comes from Ephesians 6. And I'm going to read it in two parts, but we're going to start at verse 10. We're going to make our way down to verse 17, really verse 18. But verse 10 starts by saying, Finally, my brethren, Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. So that is just the context of what we're battling with. That is what we are dealing with. We can't use, you know, bats and and hammers against that. We have to fight spiritual warfare with spiritual tools, with spiritual resources. And we are dealing with a spiritual issue here. And as, as tangible as the results of systematic racism are as tangible as the results of, you know, seeing people discriminated against in the workplace to the, or to the, in the streets, which to the point where they are literally losing their lives, whether people, and this is how we know it's not, it's not, um, it's not just a thing that pe- people are not consciously doing this all the time. This is something that is existing and happening at a much deeper level. And so we have to be aware, just like a lot of the things that you battle in your everyday life that are not things that you can see and hold in your hand. They're things that are rooted in subconscious challenges and thoughts and thought loops that are based on past experiences and all these things. We do not battle against flesh and blood. We are dealing with a, a whole different realm here that is... And that is, is not like a, a thing that we talk about a lot, but that is the truth. And so we have here, starting in verse 14, excuse me, verse 13, therefore, so if we know what we're dealing with, how do we then deal with what we're dealing with? Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith 
with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to the end with all perseverance and all supplication for the saints. So that I read verse 13 through verse 18. So we are talking about protecting ourselves on all sides, not some armor, not a little bit of armor, not only covering your torso, not only covering your legs, not only covering your head, not using your two hands. But this verse outlines multiple things that we have to do and wrap ourselves in in order to navigate the the spiritual warfare that we are dealing with, both in this particular season as it relates to what is going on in the United States and in our everyday walks and lives as believers. And so if you think about when you're going, if you're talking about preparing for war, and you are only covering one piece of your of yourself. You're you're going to leave yourself exposed to something else. You're going to leave room for an attack to come in. And so it's not some armor, oh let me just grab my shield here. It's not the shield of faith. If you just grab the shield of faith which are meant to quench the darts of the enemy, now your head is exposed. So you get taken out that way, right? And so daily hour by hour, as I was just in a group chat with one of my friends, minute by minute sometimes, depending on the, the what was going on around us, we have to gird ourselves on all sides. And what are the things that we do to do that? We come to the word. We come, to, we seek God. We pray. We ask for his protection. We ask for him to give us what we need when we, when we need it, right? And, and scripture tells us when you ask, it will be given. When you believe, when you ask the Lord for something and believe that it will be given, it will be given unto you. And so in these seasons, when we're talking about arming ourselves, this is, the, this is a place to come to to look for that. And then breaking that down further, what does it mean to be it have uh, the waste of truth. The truth is in the word of God and we, and affirming the truth, affirming what is true, affirming what is, what we know comes from, from scripture. What does it mean to, to take up the shield of faith? The shield of faith, faith is, is something that is an active thing. Faith is doing things, demonstrating your faith. It is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, moving and believing that even what you can't see is going to come to pass because it was something that was, that was told to be given to you by God, right? So it's a lot, a lot of different things, but that is, this is another thing that I think we have to be mindful of doing, that we have to do. We have to arm ourselves. We have to armor ourselves up. The third thing we have to do is we have to watch how we walk and talk. And this comes from Colossians 4, verse 5 and 6. Walk in wisdom towards those who are outside, redeeming the time. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each one. That's hard, y'all. 
There are other places, so many other places in scripture that talk about the way we have to watch our mouth. We have to bridle our tongue. It does not mean to be a pushover. It doesn't mean let people talk to you crazy without response. If you look and read about the life of Christ, Christ didn't let people talk to him crazy without responding back. He, cause he, you, if you read some of the questions that Jesus came at people, it was like, bruh, like he, he would read people. Like you're not gonna just talk to me any old kind of way and not know that I'm gonna I'm gonna respond to you with something that's probably gonna confuse you so much you're not even gonna know how to respond. And with that though, he was he he did get angry. And even one of the scriptures I want I want to say it's in Romans: "Be angry and do not sin." So be angry, but maybe you don't go and cuss somebody out because you're angry. You're allowed to have the emotion, but how do you respond? And here, as we're talking to people about very, very complicated and deep things, very hurtful things, very painful things, we still have to remember that we have to represent our body, the body of Christ in a certain way. And that is not easy to do, which is why we are not to do it on our own. We're not expected to do it on our own. This is not easy in and of our flesh alone. This is why we have to rely on the spirit of Christ that lives within us such that we can move and navigate this world in a way that causes us to look and show up differently. I've said a lot of things today, but I hope that you are taking time for yourself, that you are in prayer that you are asking the hard questions. The good thing about having a father like the father that we have in heaven is that he doesn't expect us to come to him with the easy stuff. He expects us and we are to wrestle with these things because they're hard. And it is okay to do that. It is okay to feel not okay. It is okay to say, I sat... (laughs) I sat last night on my bed crying, thinking about this. And I was just like, why am I even crying? I don't even know why I'm crying. And I started to, in asking that question, to judge myself for having the tears. And something that I've learned from my therapist, she's like, sometimes you just don't know why. Sometimes you can just cry and you don't have to pinpoint one thing. You don't have to be able to call what it is. It's okay to not know. And I remember that and I'm remembering that as I go through these days that I have to give myself room to feel the things. And it's not easy in practice sometimes because we are expected to show up and answer the emails. And I've seen several really well-written articles about the way that, you know, black people at work are not okay this week. Don't, we, we still, you still want me to send you this presentation. I just don't even feel like being here. Um, so it's hard. And it's okay that it's hard, but you are not alone. I am here as a resource for you. More importantly, you have your father in heaven. You have prayed to him in the name of Jesus and he will answer. He will not leave us nor forsake us. And though this world is, is looking as crazy as it's looking, though this world is, is, the world is worlding, right? The world has always been what the world is, but but this this particular day, these last several days have been really, really hard. I'm going to read, I sent an email to my list uh, earlier, uh, actually yesterday, and I included the passage from Psalm and um, 
from Psalm 46. And I'm going to read it because it is something that I just keep coming back to because it comforts me. It reads, this is Psalm 46, verse 1 through 3, and this is the New King James Version. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth be removed, and though the mountain be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountain shake with its swelling. All of those things might be happening. Go back to the top verse. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, even when, blank, even when rioting is happening, even when systematic racism is threatening the lives of people, even when your supervisor is not helping you and supporting you, even when people are being insensitive, even when you battle low self-esteem, even when you struggle trying to figure out what's next for yourself, even when you cry and you don't know why, even when your relationship is in trouble, even when, right? Even when, even though all of these things are happening, he is still our refuge and our strength. He never promised us that it would be easy, but he did promise that, that he would never leave us. He did promise that though this world may fall, we have we are working to to live and to be in a better existence for eternity those are the things that we know to be true and this is complicated life is complicated it is okay you are not alone i am grateful for you i thank you for listening to episode 138 of how does she do it if you want to connect with me on social i am at tiff south share this tell a friend screenshot it tag me at Tiff South with Tiff with two F's. Leave a five-star rating and review in the Apple Podcast app. Doing so helps get this podcast content to more people. I appreciate you. I am grateful for you. And until next time, be blessed and be a blessing. Peace. Peace.